paying a little bit now on the front end isn't always a bad thing when we know that we're going to get tax-free money on the back end versus you know deferring all those taxes for a later point in time and eventually we're going to be forced to take out whether we want to or not at 70 and a half it's time to retire with confidence welcome to unlocking your financial future with financial advisor ben schrock Welcome into Unlocking Your Financial Future. I am Ben George alongside Ben Schrock and Keith Lockwood from BA Schrock Financial Group. Guys, how are we doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to another episode and continuing this series on saving risks. Um, So we're going to do that today with part three of our conversation. And and today it deals with taxes. It's not a topic we all like talking about, but you kind of have to, right? Yeah, it fires us up a little bit over here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it fires everybody up. Nobody enjoys talking taxes. I mean, how could you? Uh, maybe right. unless you're in the government, you might enjoy <laughs> the conversation. But otherwise, uh, it's not for you. But we have to talk about it, and we will today. It's it's part of our conversation about saving risks, right? The risks that savers face. You know, people that have been very responsible with their money over the years, now that they're entering retirement, it can be a challenge because it's a different stage of life. So we're talking about some of the missteps that savers make and today it's going to be on taxes and of course later on in the show we will have a question on social security that raymond wrote in about and he obviously knows ben's background on social security so he found the perfect guy to ask this question and remember you can always go to to the website at bashrock-fg.com they've got a, a guide on maximizing social security benefits that you can find as well there so a lot to talk about today and we'll jump right into it and continue this series so today guys we're talking about the tax time bomb. You don't want to forget about that tax time bomb because it's looming, right? There's going to be a point where you're having to pay these taxes. So as you're saving and saving and saving, keep in mind that some of that money might end up going to taxes. That's right. Yeah. We always say it's pay me now or pay me more later. (laughs) One way or the other, you're paying. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of the way it is. So this is is important though for people to think about it because I mean, I'm guessing you guys have to work with this and remind clients quite a bit that, hey, you know, all this money you're putting in, especially if you're talking about your 401k, which is a common investment option for people. I know, you know, when I got started investing, it was, hey, you got to put money into your 401k. I mean, that seemed like the main option that you'd have. But when you do that, you have taxes coming down the road. Right. And I think that's the job of any good accountant that they take a look at your taxes for that year and they want to get those taxes as low as possible. So what are they going to do? Well, you can contribute to an IRA pump more money into a a 401k, lower your income now, pay less taxes now. But like you said, Ben, the the tax bomb is looming. You know, at what point in time are we actually going to pay the IRS on this money? And at what rate are we going to pay? And that's really the key here. In our office, we talk about it all the time. We truly think taxes are on a discount. And I would question anyone out there and ask them over the next 20, 30, 40 years of your life, where do you think taxes are going to go? And almost everyone says up. If they say down, we kick them out of our office. No, um, but no, we do believe that they're going up. And uh, so that's kind of the one thing that we have to plan for is the increase in taxes. I'm going to share a really cool story that I want to share about about paying taxes now versus paying taxes later. So I heard it from an advisor a couple years ago, and the story is pretty much this. I want you to picture yourself as a farmer or someone that owns a farm, and you have two options in terms of paying taxes based on the weight of your product. Okay. Would you rather pay taxes based on the weight of the seed when you plant and pay no taxes on the weight of the crop at harvest? Or would you rather pay no taxes on the seed when you plant it, but pay taxes on the weight of the crop when you harvest? Any answers to that? 
Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. You want to pay up front. Right, right. You want to pay on the seed when it's you know weighs a fraction of what it weighs versus paying it on on the crop of corn that grows and, and weighs you know ten times that. So think of it that way when you're saving for retirement, right? When you're putting you know what it seems minimal, maybe two to four percent of your your paycheck into your four hundred one k. What if you flip that on its head and said, okay, I'm going to put that same two to four percent money into a Roth IRA or into a Roth 401k. I'm going to pay the taxes on the front end, but I'm going to pay a little bit of that taxes on the front end. And that's going to grow and accumulate and harvest. At harvest, when I take that money out, I pay absolutely no income taxes. And I'm never going to pay taxes on the gain, on my principal. Ever for the rest of my life, I pay no taxes. That's the way that we want people to think. Okay, And again, it, it's that, that sounds great in theory. There's some other moving parts in there that we have to be concerned with, but that's the concept that people need to realize in terms of paying taxes. Paying a little bit now on the front end isn't always a bad thing when we know that we're going to get tax-free money on the back end versus you know deflecting or deferring all those taxes for a later point in time. And eventually, we're going to be forced to take out whether we want to or not at 70 and a half. Okay, so what if what if I'm someone that's been investing in a 401k and I've been saving a lot, right? I've been putting a lot of money in there. I didn't really have somebody guiding me into a Roth or, you know, maybe at the time it just the Roth didn't seem like the better option for a lot of people. Uh, now I have a bunch of money in my 401k. Is there any option? Do I have any options or uh, any opportunity to move that money into maybe a Roth conversion or something that would help eliminate or reduce taxes down the road? Yeah, you definitely can roll that into a Roth IRA, or at some point in your life, you can you can roll it to an IRA, then you can convert out of that IRA into a Roth, and that's really the key with working with uh, you know good professionals like myself and Keith and a good accountant that can look at the income tax brackets, and we love to push brackets in our office when we look at a conversion. So we'll convert a specific dollar amount year in and year out to the top of that next tax bracket to make sense of that on that Roth conversion, but we also have to make sense of it on the back end and look at the the tax savings over their lifetime um, and see if it really makes sense to do that conversion. So you can convert. So you're not out of the, you know, the question in terms of, you know, tax situation being in trouble later on. So there's ways around it, but you're still going to have to pay the taxes sooner or later. And what that conversion can do is ultimately lower your RMD, your required Mm -hmm. minimum distribution at, you know, at age 70 and a half. And, you know, we hear all the time, control what you can control add on to what Ben was saying earlier, you want $10,000 in income when you're retired. If it's all 401k money, you don't have no idea how much you have to pull out. Because right now, the tax rate is X. When you're in that year, it could be X times two. Mm -hmm. Where you're in a Roth, $10,000 is equal to $10,000. So you can control what you can control. Yeah, it's nice to know exactly how much money you're going to have. I mean, it's pretty clear. It seems like it would be something we'd talk about or at least be pushing people more towards when they invest. But for some reason, it hasn't always been the case. But now it seems that the trend is now moving back there. And it makes a lot of sense. Is there anything else that people can invest in if they're big savers that maybe they've maxed out their Roth or what other options would they have to maybe help them reduce taxes later on? Yeah, so you we kind of talked about it on the second episode about life insurance. Mm-hmm. It's not a uh, again 
going back to the sexy investment, it's not the sexiest investment to put money into, but it is a tool that you can use and overfund essentially, staying under certain guidelines that is, and, and then borrow against it sooner or, or down the line at some point in time. So you can take a loan against the, the cash value of the policy and that is completely income tax free. So that is a really, really unique situation for those individuals that might make too much money to contribute to a Roth. They might be phased out because of their income base or instead of doing a conversion and paying the taxes later on on that, it might be a better better route for them to put money into something like that. Yeah, and I'll expand on that. Most your your high level executives maxing out a four hundred one k doesn't help them for mm-hmm. retirement purposes because it's not enough savings. So what they'll do is they'll overfund or maximize permanent life insurance policy. So the government limits how much you can put in, you know, because just like on a four hundred one k, they're going to say okay, this is really good for you, so we're going to limit what you can do. <laughs> Same type of thing where if you max fund you know, a permanent life insurance policy, it grows tax-free, comes out tax-free, works the same way as that Roth does, but without as many limitations, I guess I should say. Yeah, and that's something you'll want to discuss with uh, your advisor to make sure you're you're making the right decision because as we talked about, there's a lot of different types of insurance and you want to make sure you're not just uh, buying into something that's not going to provide for you down the road. So make sure you reach out to your advisor or Ben and Keith as well. The other thing I think about with taxes is if I'm saving a lot down the road, what do I need to keep in mind or what should I be considering when you get to that point when you have to start withdrawing uh, money and the different ages that come along with that? Yeah, so right now the rule is at 70 and a half, you have to take distributions, what they call a required minimum distribution or an RMD for short. The IRS and the government mandate how much money we have to take out of our qualified plans. So that IRA, that 401k, um, you're required to take a certain distribution out every single year thereafter, 70 and a half. And there's some legislation going on that's saying that they could push it back to 72, but that's not the case today. It is 70 and a half. So from the planning process, if you think about it and you have maybe 500000 a million dollars in a 401k or an IRA, they're going to force a distribution somewhere in that twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollar range at you, which is all taxable income. And when you add it on to Social Security and the taxes that come along with the Social Security increasing, and that it becomes really, really drastic in terms of where you see your taxes go. I mean, we see it on a regular basis for clients that our prospective clients that come in, where their taxes are nice and smooth from sixty-two to seventy, and then all of a sudden their tax bill quadruples. So it's not a surprise that someone wants that seventy and a half for their tax picture to look really, really nice. And then all of a sudden that tax bomb hits and our taxes go up, you know, tenfold. So we're looking at ways to, you know, avoid that or limit that. And one way, like we mentioned, is that Roth conversion. And I think another way too is to spend some of it. And as crazy as it sounds, um, it's okay to spend down that IRA and maybe delay Social Security for a year or, you know, distribute some more money on the front end, especially as we mentioned, we think that taxes are on a discount. Taking a little bit extra out nowadays isn't as bad as what it could be uh, later on. Well, as you know, and as you can tell, it's important to plan for taxes because uh, unless you're saving in the in the right ways and limiting your taxes, that's something you have to be aware of down the road, that all this money that you've been accumulating through time and throughout your career, there will be a time where you have to pay those taxes. And uh, if you need help too, I mean, I'm sure this is something you guys really enjoy doing though, is, is helping somebody get into those situations and positions to where they can limit their taxes. So you could help somebody that's only been in a 401k or whatever and help position them in, in better opportunities. 
Right, and and there's a lot of options within your 401k, and that's something I'd encourage everyone to go after, go seek out advice within their own 401k. Go to your plan administrator and see if they have a, a Roth 401k option available because a lot of plans do. And the other side of that too, Ben, is that we don't want everyone just to stop contributing to their 401ks, right? Because people are getting matches from their employers. So we definitely mm-hmm. want to get that free money from the employer, but we also want to you know take into consideration what those implications are going to be down the road. Indeed. So make sure you reach out to their team, uh, BA Schrock Financial Group, anytime they're willing to help you and look at your situation, ask you some questions, put your your info into their process and figure out where you need to be and where you're headed. So they'll be happy to do that at bashrock-fg.com. That's going to wrap up our conversation on the risks that face savers and uh, missteps that you can make. So that has been part three of that. Now it's time to answer a mailbag question. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, today's question comes from Raymond, who asks this. I'm sure, Ben, you are ready for this question. I can feel it. (laughs) All right, I own my own business and haven't paid much into Social Security over the years, even though I've had a nice income. Is this going to be problematic for me in retirement? For some reason, I've never worried about it until now at the ripe old age of 58. Yes, I was waiting for this question. Um, you know, I don't think it is going to be an issue if you're disciplined enough to save in an alternative manner. So the problem that, that people face that own a business, you know, I own my own business. And when it comes to paying Social Security taxes or the FICA tax, you're paying as the employee and the employer. So you're getting hit twice. So it kind of stings. So I, I can see why Raymond might control his income or lower his income uh, from the company so he doesn't have to get hit at roughly 14, 15%. So he doesn't have to worry about as much Social Security. But again, if his, his Social Security is going to be a nice chunk of income, but if he has was disciplined and, and positioned maybe those assets or calculated out what was 14% of my my salary this year and go shove that into a Roth IRA or you know, a 401k or an investment thereabout that he can draw off of later on in life, then he should be in great shape. Otherwise, you know, if he has not saved that, he could be in a little bit of trouble because Social Security is a nice form of tax-preferred income for retirees down the road. Well, you came to the right place, Raymond. Uh, ben is NSAA accredited. And also on his website, you can find a, a guide to maximize your Social Security benefits, and that's free to do. So log on to bashrock-fg.com to find more info on that. And you can find more info on this show and every show on the website as well. We have every episode plus show notes and additional resources for you right there. So there's a lot of value in visiting their website, even if you're just considering what your next steps and what your next options might be. So that's going to do it for this episode. Ben, Keith, thanks again. Enjoyed the tax talk. <laughs> you love so, it, right? Thanks Keith, so much. You, Keith, you like the tax talk as well? Uh, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not, none of us do, but it is part of life, and uh, you guys have helped us kind of figure that out and, uh, and and learn what our options are. So we appreciate that. That's going to wrap up this conversation. But again, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and you'll hear us next time we're out with a fresh episode, which comes out every week on Thursday. This has been another edition of the Unlocking Your Financial Future podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.
Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and BA Schrock Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with a U.S. government or any government agency. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.